Attend while in high school. Jumpstart your career. Your high tech training starts here. Van Buren Tech, your career, your future, your life. The Breakfast Club on WCSY FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises LLC. Welcome to The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good every Friday morning as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. Teresa Getman, Rosalie Placati, and Paul Leyendecker are your hosts on Cozy and the podcast at WCSY.com. The Breakfast Club is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Now, today's Breakfast Club on Cozy. We celebrate Black History Month, African American History Month. You know, you can call it whatever you decide to call it, but we're celebrating nonetheless. And um, celebrate we shall. Um, We celebrate Black History Month in the United States of America, but we aren't alone. Guess where else they celebrate Black History Month? Where? In Canada. Cool. Hometown. Cool. Uh, But did you know that Ireland, the Netherlands, and the United Kingdom observe Black history? And they do it in October. I think that's pretty fascinating. Um, When you think about celebrating Black History Month, I know here in America, more than likely, well, the first name that's going to pop up for you is Martin Luther King, right? And rightly so. And rightly so. Martin Luther King Jr. is one of the most prominent people who come to mind. And I don't even want to begin to say it. he deserves every accolade that he gets. I mean, absolutely. Um, like I said, he's one of the most prominent people that come to mind, but do we really know much beyond the, you know, I have a dream speech and, you know, what I I'm wondering, what do we really know of his, I mean, we get these things once a month, you know, once a year in February and you hear about, um, well, you know, the, I have a dream speech basically. You Um, hear about Selma, you hear about Montgomery, right? Right. And his unfortunate, you know, that his in his short life's journey, because when you think about it, it was a really short life. He's he was young. Yeah, he was under 40. He was like 39. And and, you know, what a lot of people say, and I and I believe this too. just think what could have happened had he lived even longer. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had beautiful things to say. And it was not violent. It was, you know, it, it, it just think what could have happened if he lived beyond um, 39. So, yeah. And I think it's um, like I said, people are wondering, well, why do we, and we, I want to talk about the why, you know, people are wondering why, Um, but it's celebrated because obviously we went so long in the country without giving credit to whom credit is due. You know, you know, things were invented and everybody but the inventor got credit. 
you know, and a lot of people in the, the history, you know, like I said, the history, I always talk about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And, and I think it's interesting that he, I don't think was as popular while he was alive as people think. I mean, he had like two thirds of America really was dissatisfied. That is black and white, mm-hmm. you know, dissatisfied because he spoke out against um, um, Vietnam. He said, we have no business being there. He equated what we were doing in Vietnam to the Holocaust. That was not popular. No, no. And, you know, again, I think, you know, I, I, I told, I've mentioned this before on the air. I went on a civil rights tour. I and, know. I'm um, so jealous. It was life changing. It really was. I mean, you got to walk across the bridge. You you went to uh, the museum. And then if you've ever been in D.C., the Black History, the Smithsonian um, Black History Museum is amazing. And I would encourage anybody to go see it. It was, you know, from the very beginning, and it's what we're talking about now. What has African, well, what has the black culture um, brought to our lives? And because of the enslavement, because of the civil war, because of the post-civil war, because of Jim Crow, you know, and until uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, there was very little and known, and there were important things to talk about. And in fact, uh, we were talking, why is February Black History Month? Well, there's there's a history there. And it, it was in the early 1900s that a historian named Carter G. Woodson, he led the fight uh, for a holiday that would promote Black achievements and counter racist stereotypes. And both of those were extremely difficult, right? Because right. what did people say? Uh, uneducated, um, right? Not contributing to society, and and those narratives kept on. But there was no way he was going to put up with that. So in the very early twentieth century, early nineteen hundreds, um, he did not like the world's silence on black achievement. And people did mischaracterize black people, overlook their contributions. So he spent the rest of his life talking about it, promoting it. And he had a ton of material to choose from. Again, not promoted, <laughs> not now, right? Right. Um, and then, of course, all the critical uh, contributions to military service, to, you know, the Buffalo soldiers during the right. Civil War. I mean, we're just, I don't want to say we're just finding about it. I'm going to speak as a <laughs> old white person here, but we we need to be taught. And it's wonderful. But he is the reason the United States celebrate Black History Month in February. Well, as as an old black person, I know I know not nearly enough. You know, it's just like I'm loving digging into history. You know, because really, and the you touched on it. You said it. The reason we're celebrating, the reason we do this, is because it is history that has we have not um, really given credence to and. and, and Say we, I won't say we, all right. Let me just say that I haven't, I'll take responsibility that I haven't. And I don't think I got in school that I could have gotten, you know. Well, that's a whole nother political thing that I don't think cozy would like, but I'm, 
<laughs> you know, there's a whole thing about not teaching Black history right now. So it's going to be up to us, Teresa. Right. On and Cozy FM to teach Black history. <laughs> well, and my, my thought is, too, um, I'm just going to take full responsibility. If you want to know, you want to be informed, get informed, you know, and that's what I'm trying. You know, I just think there's so much to to learn that one can learn from. Um I just was just saying I was, we have a gratitude group that we do. And I was just saying, I'm so grateful for people who don't think like me. I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. for people who see what I am unable to see or unwilling or, and I'm so grateful for people who do what I don't Mm -hmm. or haven't yet. I I don't want to use the word can't because that's kind of creates a scotoma, like a blind spot, but Mm -hmm. um, what I haven't done yet, you know, because that we're all here for a reason. It's so important. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to think outside the box and wider and more full responsibility on what I can control. And I can't control another person or their thoughts, but I can control me. Yes. Well, and, and be open to learning something. I always put down, I know this sounds dopey, but I'm a lifelong learner. And I learn something every day and it might be small. It might be big. I learned about this gentleman. I mean, he ended up with a doctorate in history from okay. Carter. And I'm loving it because you are hot on Carter Woodson. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's just because when we researched this, who knew him? I didn't know him. No, I didn't well. either. Right. And what his quotes are amazing because he really felt that the world needed a better understanding. And to counter the racist misperceptions about abilities and aspirations. I'm quoting him. The Negro has not been educated, he wrote. He has, he has merely been informed about other things, which he is not even permitted to do. And then, so he brought this. And in 1915, uh, when the nation celebrated the 50th anniversary, right, of uh, emancipation, he took action. And he started to operate with no money, little support, that they created the first of its kind display about Black history, and they put it at the 1915 Exposition of Negro Progress, which happened, you know, they even kept that separate from, you know, the expos, right? Uh, They had their own, but at least they started doing it. And people were freaked out. I don't, that's not in the article. People were overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that they knew. And I think that's true today because I know that you've done um, some great stuff with the radio um, about talking about Black History Month, about the little known inventors. Um, you know, they're there, but how often are they celebrated? Uh, Hollywood has stepped up, right? With some of the movies now about, you know, the women, you know, and, and the, the, oh, the hairdresser, the one that started those huge empires of, of hair products. Oh, yes. And I thank them. I thank them. (laughs) Yes. But it's, it's funny because I grew up with hearing and I, I may offend some people and guess what? I don't care today, but (laughs) because it's important, I say it, this, I live this. People, you know, good times, you know, would be a a show that I would always just go, huh, that's funny. You know, that's interesting. But when, um, when, um, jello pudding guy, I am going completely blank. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. 
Cosby. Yes, thank you, the Cosby show. I just went completely blank. When his show came out, people were like, wow, that well, that's nice, but Black people don't live like that. And I was like, um, that is my life. That's how I grew up, you know? So it was interesting to me that people had already cut and dried, decided that that's not how Black people live. People, black people live as varied lives as I, as, as any other culture or any other group of people. I know that there are neighborhoods. We don't see a lot of it here, but if you go to places beyond Beyond, (laughs) beyond you will see neighborhoods of homes of mansions of people of color you know it's just not unheard of it's just very interesting to me but for me it was funny because of course growing up overseas in your first eight years you know what you see is different I so I understand if this is all you know Mm -hmm. then this is all you know so well and it's like you know my 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 wonderful Mr. Goodman, uh, Dr. Uh, Goodson. That's what he was trying to do. And he worked on it forever and ever. And then in 1975, President Gerald Ford acknowledged it as an official message honoring the week. And then following that, um, in 1996, presidents began issuing annual proclamations. And then, of course, it turned into Black History Month. So we can thank him. We can thank Dr. Carter G. Woodson for not being apathetic to this. He was right. We needed to tell these stories. And so there you go. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, every time I get into it, delve into it. And the thing is, is it's like, I put out fires. That's what I'm doing. And so unless it becomes the fire, it doesn't get before me. And sometimes it's just great to take time and just dig a little deeper, learn a little more. But I can tell you, I didn't ask for this story. You know, um, I was at a Goodwill with my daughter. We were looking for furniture, the perfect furniture for what I wanted to create in this space that um, heart of the Haven. A retreat lodge. And we came across these chairs that were amazing, but the cushions were like, they needed to be replaced. And this store said, you know, you can have those you guys have done, you know, you can have these. And because my daughter fell in love. All right. So then, um, a few weeks ago, she's replacing the cushion and there's a myth that they fill the cushions with, <laughs> with lamb's wool, or they say that, but lamb's wool isn't black. And so when we, she opened it up, you know, I walked in the house and she was just, she was speechless and uh, she had had to, she was just sitting there and I go, what's going on? What's and she said, there's slave hair in these chairs. And I think we cried for a while. I would have, yeah. We had to feel it for a while. You had to, I, I'm good at getting angry instead of getting sad, but I knew I had to feel that. And it was just like, wow, it w- it became very real. Yes. And so we've spent time on how we would honor nice. the hair from those beautiful heads, you know, and um, we haven't uh, come to a conclusion, but it will be, we will honor them. It will be sacred. And uh yeah, it, it's real. <laughs> so celebrating the accomplishments of people who weren't allowed to do certain things, but they, but in spite of, mm-hmm. they flourish. I agree. Um, so I, that's a, uh, so yeah, I celebrate African-American 
Black History Month, call it whatever you want. I celebrate the people of our of our of our country, our history, the entire there are many and there are many. So if anybody's listening, just look it up. You'll I, I, I hate to say pleasantly surprised because that sounds actually awful, but you will find the many contributors. And, and you know, it's usually my job to say we're coming up to the end of our segment, but um, we've got some really good interviews coming up. We've got a young person getting into it. We've got um, Dr. I mean, um, Bishop Dorothy Sherrod coming out, of course, later in the month, our own Pastor Daryl Williams. Um, it's going to be a lovely month. So stay tuned. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 830 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, downtown South Haven, works to get you out of pain, back to doing the things you love, and avoid invasive procedures. Dr. Vassar believes that working together with you to achieve your goals is one of the most fulfilling experiences. For a different chiropractic experience, learn more and make an appointment at Vassar Chiropractic. Practic.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy FM. Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation, 330 Kalamazoo, downtown South Haven. This is The Breakfast Club on Super Hits, 103.7 Cozy FM. Highlighting what's good. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. And now back to The Breakfast Club on Cozy. Thanks for listening to our show on Cozy FM every Friday morning at 8.30. We're streaming and podcasting at WCSY.com. Just click where you see shows and The Breakfast Club. I'm Paul Ann Decker with Rosalie Placati and Teresa Arketman. We're all set for part two of today's Breakfast Club. Well, thank you, Paul. You know, this is a great month. And as Daryl stated, why we have it, why it's important. And it wasn't hard for us to figure out who we should go to next. And we always go to our young people next. So our next guest is Maya Sistrunk. She's a senior at South Haven High School and importantly, the leader of the Diversity Club. She's also a VP of the Van Buren Tech Business Professionals and a member of the National Tech Technical Honor Society. We should probably have her have her working on our show. But anyways, aside from that, welcome, Maya. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So what we wanted to talk about, um, so basically, our Diversity Club is a student-run organization located in South Haven. And the club is ran by the Student Executive Board along with the Teacher Advisor. The Diversity Club meets on a weekly basis and primarily focuses on the importance of diversity on the school level and also the community level. Wait and a minute. our mission statement is... Weekly? Yeah, weekly. That is some serious yeah. dedication. Yeah. And commitment. Yeah. I agree. Yes, I am impressed. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, every Thursday. And our mission statement is to really encourage unity, encounter new people, 
improve communications with others and embrace different cultures in South Haven area. Now this, um, you're a senior now, but I know that the club was in in existence a year Mm -hmm. or two ago. Were you involved from the very start? Um, I was not involved in the very start. I wanted to get more involved in um, in our community and also the school. So I thought it would be a good idea for me to get involved with Diversity Club because I thought that was very important. Yep. And had, had they had a Diversity Club before at the high school? Yes, they have. They have for many years. It's been going on for a while, but it kind of died out. So I thought maybe we could get more people to join and create new things. And it sounds like you've been successful. Yes, yes, we have. So recently we have been involved with Calling All Colors, which is a student organization in Holland Lakeshore Ethnic Diversity Alliance, and we really came to the Holland College, Hope College, and there was different local surrounding schools that also came in, cultural influencer, and we had different workshops that provided different ways that we could apply positive inclusion to our daily lives and talk about how race does indeed play a role in our society, and we're going again this spring, so I think that would be awesome. So is that like a like a workshop then or a little bit of a convention to get everybody together? Yeah, it was like a convention where everybody got together to speak on inclusion and, and diversity. And it was just a really good experience for the students and the adults there. How many um, how many youth from our area were there and how many were there like as a whole? There was a lot. There was just the surrounding area in West Michigan. There was Kalamazoo, I think Grand Rapids, Holland, mm-hmm. Three Rivers. There was a lot of schools there. It was really, it was a really good experience for our club. So Western Michigan represented. Right, 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 right. And don't you, when you go to these things, and you said energized, right? To come mm-hmm. back and then really make it happen. So how do you make your presence known? How do you include yourself into the high school list of many things? Okay, so recently we have had different events held at our school. And um, previous years later, um, we talked about Martin Luther King Day, the day of service. We packaged rice that was distributed to food pantries in Bangor, Culver, Pullman, and South Haven. So that was really a good experience for that too. Also, we had another event in, um, it was Hispanic Heritage Month. It was called A Taste of Hispanic, Hispanic, A Taste of Hispanic Heritage Month. And we had different cultural foods from different countries, Hispanic countries, and we had billboards up where the students got to get to see and experience Hispanic heritage, and we had dancers, and it was it was a really good experience for the school, and also another event that we had put on was um, the Domestic Violence Coalition. We did that in the Women's Month. And we collected baby items for the Domestic Violence Coalition. And that happened 
year ago and this year we that was successful. So what I think it's really important to touch on is that when people hear diversity club, Mm -hmm. can you explain what that means? It's not just about, Hey, you know, people of darker, huge skin or whatever, and other people get along. Diversity club is a diverse club that serves. I mean, would you touch on that topic on all the different interests? Better served. So really what we mainly focus on is the unity and the inclusion within diversity club. We don't really talk about just one aspect. We talk about a lot of different things. We've hit on um we hit on women's month, we hit on disability month, we hit on multiple months that didn't really have to do with race but just inclusion in general diversity is just the meaning of inclusion so everybody yes everybody everybody feeling welcome yes welcome and how big is your club now our club actually increased so last year i was a part of it and we only had um two or three members mm-hmm. but we've got more uh more better to get our name out there so we've got um i think 12 students so yeah we really that's, yeah you grew it i think that's, that's a huge increase point. right that's like 10 percent. i think right right more than that but um I think back to Teresa's point when you explained that diversity really means inclusion for all people. Yeah. yeah. And we're all different. You know, yeah. I'm a hundred years old, so I've got <laughs> my own little cohort, but, um, and I think it would be so much better if we could, even the adults could follow your advice. What do you think? <laughs> right, 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 right. So we really do try to encourage the young kids to get more involved in it because really the generation, um, it changes history. The The new generation changes the history. And that's what we're trying to do is get younger kids to experience and get the knowledge from diversity and inclusion and embrace different cultures. And really, we strive to make that change in history has longed for and be that change that enhances our future. But also, it would be really nice if the adults could also play a part in that because the adults also make make a role in the students' lives also. Well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> you can ahead, be a part of it because that's so important. Um, so as we look at the future, you're a senior and mm-hmm. congratulations. <laughs> um, I know this, this time of the year is tough for you because your, yeah. your mind is probably already done, but um, you said you in- encourage the incoming classes. Right. And where do you get that opportunity? Do you get to talk to them one-on-one? Do you go into their classes? How do you get that? Because sometimes breaking in is hard to do too. Exactly. And that was a problem with us last year since we didn't have a lot of 
people in our club, we didn't really have people enough people to get out there and say, Hey, this is what we do. This is what we're here for. If you guys want to join, go ahead. But this year we have more students. So we have more voices out there and more ideas that come along with diversity club. But what we really have been working on is getting flyers out, social media. We've done events in the school like the Hispanic Heritage Month, we had a lot of students with that too. And a lot of students joined from just that one event. Oh, good. They saw the value of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if our our vast listenership is hearing this and it's, you know, 8.30 on Friday morning, right? This morning. Mm-hmm. Um, how can people find out more? Say someone's listening and said, you know, this is really cool, I, you know, and, and encourage their kid to take a look at it. How can people find out more? So we have a Facebook page. Um, It's called South Haven Diversity Club, or you can go to our Instagram page, uh, South Haven Diversity Club, capital S and H. Mm -hmm. And we really post um, our incoming stuff and our events that we have done and any information that you need to join the club. And then you're also doing flyers, right? Around the school? Yes, we're also doing flyers. It's wow. so interesting because that's how most people connect. As it's it, look, you better be on Instagram or Facebook. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't call me. Don't yeah. call me. I feel so old. I was like, what's the address? What's the number? Who do I write a letter to? <laughs> well, I know that the the Diversity Coalition 2.0 that was kind of resurrected about four years ago, right before the pandemic, um, was excited to bring this, you know, to refresh it back into South Haven. Um, The original folks did a great job, but then, you know, sometimes they have to be refreshed and it Mm -hmm. sounds like that's what you're doing. So we're very, very grateful. Do you have a good vice president that you're grooming? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I'm a part of that leadership club and we have really good leaders and most of our club is seniors so it's going to be kind of hard to get students to actually step up because there's only so many underclassmen that could um fulfill and keep the legacy going that's wonderful well if it's if it's anything like you they'll do a good job (laughs) yeah you will find them. They will, they will, they will come there. I'm, I'm sure it's, uh, you mm-hmm. went from two to 12. I mean, yeah. that's pretty amazing. I would have a, a, definitely have a gathering because it seems like that there's so much to gain in that and that yeah. whole mindset of inclusion. And so yeah. I love the idea. Lady, thank you for being on with us. Thank you. We love it when you share ideas and comments. Email the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. One long word, no spaces, the Breakfast Club at WCSY.com. Find podcasts of the shows there as well. And again, for more inspiration from Teresa R. Gedman, visit I N N E R P 
P-R-I-Z-E-S-L-L-C.com. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Breakfast Club, highlighting what's good every Friday morning at 8.30 as experts, organizations, and event planners focus on the positive and relevant ways to experience hope. The Breakfast Club on Cozy is sponsored by Whiteford Wealth Management in South Haven. Let them help you build wealth at whitefordwealth.com. The South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph Banking Centers of Sturgis Bank and Vassar Chiropractic and Rehabilitation for a different chiropractic experience. VassarChiropractic.com. Join us again next Friday at 830 for The Breakfast Club on Super Hits 103.7 Cozy FM. Find a podcast of today's show at WCSY.com. The South Haven Bangor and St. Joseph Banking Centers, a division of Sturgis Bank, believes in community. That's why they're proud to sponsor the new Breakfast Club, Friday mornings at 8.30 on Cozy FM. At the South Haven Bangor St. Joseph Banking Centers, it's people that make the difference. People that can help you build or expand your business. Stop at any of their branch locations in South Haven, Bangor, St. Joseph, or visit SturgisBank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Whiteford Wealth Management, they have the pleasure of serving clients in nearly half of the country from their beloved South Haven. Rest assured, with Whiteford Wealth Management, you will always get simple, candid advice based on the wealth of knowledge and experience in tax, legal, and investments. Clients trust Whiteford Wealth Management with their life savings, and they earn that trust by recommending products that they use themselves. Whiteford Wealth Management. Let them help you build wealth. WhitefordWealth.com. Proud sponsors of The Breakfast Club on Cozy. The Breakfast Club on WCSY-FM South Haven is paid for by Enterprises, LLC.